Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the best of two pros and a cup of joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. So obviously the big conversation in the world of sports is Game 7 coming up later on tonight between the Heat and the Celtics. How the hell we're at a Game 7? Well, one of the craziest finishes to a sporting event you'll ever see took place over the weekend in which Derek White uh, beat the buzzer on a missed shot from Marcus Smart with a tenth of a second left, giving the Celtics a win and the Celtics forcing a Game 7. Teams that were trailing 0-3 in an NBA series during the playoffs – Oh, and 150 coming into this series. So Boston looking to make history. Never been done before. This is also the same city where the Red Sox did it against the New York Yankees. So there's a lot of similarities there. Everything would tell you that this feels like the way that game ended, the heartbreak in that arena, just the gut punch that was to the Miami Mm. Heat. How the hell do they respond in game seven against the Boston Celtics? But if there was a team that was going to respond, it would be the Heat. And if there was a team that was going to blow this opportunity, it would be the Celtics. So if we're going to be fair about it, this does seem to line up uh, correctly for both these tied, for both these teams here. So I think it's a daunting task to win four in a row after losing three in a row. I just do. Like a sweep, I, I get it. We had two sweeps take place. So maybe the Celtics look at it like, hey, man, like, let's just treat it like it's a new series. Let's go for a sweep. And and maybe that might take place. But I tell you this, Eric Spolstra, we have talked about how he is probably the best coach in the NBA, one of the best coaches, if not best coach in the NBA, the job he's done with this Miami Heat team. To talk about how you go up three games in a series and then you're facing becoming the first coach in the history of the sport to actually let a team come back from down 3-0 and win the series, 
my first question is, how do we view Eric Spolstra? Because we were sitting there talking about the Celtics head coach is on the hot seat, may yeah. may get let go if if they get swept. We we saw how many coaches Doc Rivers got let go. The the uh, Phoenix Suns coach yeah, got Monty let Williams, go. Like, Holzer, yeah, yeah the, the I mean coaches was getting let 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 go for losing for for less. So I mean, this is the the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, they 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 did make it far into the playoffs, but I don't think that these ownership groups, these 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 decision makers up top, are caring about how far you got. I think they're looking at how you lose, and to lose this way, how do you quantify it? How do you justify it one way or the other? It's never happened before. Yeah. So you got to really say this is probably the most epic meltdown in the history of an NBA team in the playoffs because it's never happened before. A team has never melted down this way. And, and make no mistake about it, like I can see if you, you went down you went down three games to one. Like they won two, you won you you won one, then they go up three one on you. They were on three oh. Three oh in the series. And now it's tied up and it's going back to Boston. I don't know, man. Yeah. Even if they win, even if they win, that's still tripped out to me, if you ask me. That's still tripped out that they made it this this crazy interesting. It's uh, Celtics minus seven and a half for you uh, degenerate gamblers out there, courtesy of our friends at DraftKings. Seven and a half point favorites in this game seven in a game nobody thought was going to happen. And yeah, it, it's a tear. Like, I would actually say this is worse than getting swept. If Miami loses this series, this is worse than getting swept because to have that many chances to get one game multiple times at home and to not be able to get it done and not pull it off. And we can talk about Derek White's shot in game six all we want and his put back to win the game. But fact of the matter is Jimmy Butler struggled most of that game. He was ice at the line uh, to put him up by one late with the three seconds left. But, man, Duncan Robinson had a couple of shots at a three, missed both of them. Like, there was a lot of opportunities there for Miami as well, too, in a game where Boston shot 20% from three, which they've never done all year long. And and to lose like they did and then potentially be losing four in a row and be a part of history on the wrong side of it, it's uh, not a great look for the Miami Heat or anybody involved. I mean, it doesn't mean that Eric Spolster is going to get – you're going to lose his job or anything. But, you know, I, I do feel like I would also say this. Some of the criticism I feel like in Miami and surrounding Miami would be a lot different than if this were on the flip side in Boston, because if this was Boston about to lose after going up 3-0, they would get mutilated in Miami. It's kind of like, yeah, whatever. Let's go to South Beach. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, what? let's go to the Clevelander, have a couple of cocktails. You know, like, let's, you know, who cares? Listen, we're, we still live in Miami. Things could be a lot worse. So that's where uh, that's where I feel like this is headed. But I do have, if, if you are a fan of controversy in the NBA, I got something for you. Okay. Eric Lewis is an official in the NBA. And apparently, Eric Lewis is under investigation because there was a... Twitter account that has since been deleted hmm. at Cutliff Blair. 
And this Blair Cutliffe name on Twitter was spotted by some Twitter users as being somebody who frequently defended some of the calls that were made by Eric Lewis during the course of the season. Just him. Yeah, like they just, it was always battling back and forth because Laker fans complained about calls and all this and and whatnot. So the NBA kind of, you know, took notice of this. And what really stood out to them is when somebody started pointing out that, well, this is this Eric Lewis's burner account, which wouldn't be the first time, by the way. The 76ers had an executive who had a burner account. Kevin Durant has admitted to having burner accounts. He's a big fan of the old burner account game. Uh, a guy writes uh, over to uh, to somebody on Twitter. So uh, uh, the gentleman writes, NBA ref Eric Lewis has been outed as having a burner account. This is a momentous day. The account will surely be deleted soon. So for the archives, the entirety of the account's replies, all involving, yep, Eric Lewis. Well, the account, Cutliff Blair, responded to this tweet and said, this is Mark Lewis, Wright family, older brother. I'm sorry that I put Eric in this situation, but this ain't Watergate. You're right. The account will be coming down. Twitter should not be this vindictive. Sorry to inconvenience you. So it just happened to be Eric Lewis's brother. Not Eric Lewis, according to this Twitter account that was defending Eric Lewis. So it had it wasn't him. It was his brother, of all people, who were defending Eric Lewis. Something seems a little fishy. Something seems a little bit off, and the NBA is investigating, and we could have ourselves another scandal involving an official in the NBA. How about it, LeVar Arrington? How about it? <laughs> what a loser. By the way, if you do have a burner account, you are a full-fledged loser. How many burners you got? Oh, like 15 or 16. <laughs> yeah. Come on. <laughs> Who does it? <laughs> Please. Come on. That's what we do here. Uh, You are a loser. I don't don't get the whole burner account phenomenon. Like, Kevin Durant's a huge fan of it. Like, he's taught, like, he's admitted, yeah, I have burner accounts. I don't get it. It's it, it, there's there's not enough time in the day to control one account, let alone. If you could use a burner account and not get caught. And say what you want to say, how you want to say it about any and everything. I think that that might be one of the most liberating experiences that you could possibly have. Yeah, but it's a lie in today's culture and society. Yeah, but but, but wouldn't you feel like it's it's kind of half-assed because it's a lie? You're, you're saying no, everything. No, it's but not in a disguise. lie. It's it's not a lie. You're speaking your truth. You're just doing it anonymously. What do you think the chances are that this just happened to be Eric Lewis's brother who was controlling the account and not Eric Lewis? It's Eric Lewis, <laughs> but who cares? <laughs> who cares? Buy it that it's his brother. I want, like, why shame that man into not doing it anymore? Isn't it more valuable to be able to see what the man is thinking versus, like, shame him and then now he's put it on his brother, his older brother, and now they're taking the account down? Like, like let it go. Like, pay attention to it. Don't draw too much attention to it. Like, let it go. Keep it going. How interesting would it be to see what Eric Lewis is thinking? What he's really feeling? We've identified that it's his burner account. Okay. Don't shame him to the point of where he comes out and says, it's my older brother and and the account is coming down. Now we don't get it anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They kind of ruined it for everybody. 
You ruined it. Yeah, that's true. But yes. don't 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 expect it's a burner account. So, like he's not committing any crimes. So, like like he's not like like let's let's read what he's got. So let's all, see what he's thinking. So all these Twitter snitches, you rats, you cheese eating rats on Twitter who outed Eric Lewis, you took away and spoiled the fun for everybody else. We could have gotten yes. some truths about the NBA. We could have found out what was really going on with Tim Donahue. All right, we could have really found out who else is on the take and who else is betting on games and the National Basketball Association, but you've now sold me on this. They've now ruined that for the they rest of us it. because they had to go every tattle and snitch time, on somebody. Every single time a burner account is is recognized and 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 figured out, don't go crazy on trying to shame them. Let them go. Yeah. Don't acknowledge that you know. Let it go. Why would you stop being able to see and and read what they're feeling? Let it go. It's like my wife tells me when my kid is making a mess and he's like dumping the toys out and he's got like 13 trash trucks to, and he's got all the little plastic trash cans and doing all this stuff. And I would initially get flustered because it would just be like, why is he making another mess? We're going to have to clean this well, up. Because he's going to be a trash it, man. But, but she, hey, listen, whatever he wants to do, that's fine. Uh, but, no, but, but Well, no, I don't care. That's, that's it's a great I mean, gig. just be great at it. Yeah, do it, and, and, and own a company, please. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, but go. her point to me She's is always, her, her point to me is always, just let him go. Let him do it. Like, this is what's yeah. going to tire him out. He's going to be able to take his nap sooner. Just don't, don't like, if, if he's making a mess, let him make his mess because it's going to benefit us in the long run. And she's 100% yeah. right. So to your point... Let Eric Lewis do his thing. Let him go. As Blair Cutliff or whatever this guy's name is. And we could find out some real dirt about the National Basketball Association. Man, he was going to keep defending himself. <laughs> if y'all didn't call out KD, KD was going to keep firing off on people. Let them go. <laughs> Let them do what they're going to do. That is true. That's more entertainment <laughs> for us. I wish I had a burner account. I'm telling you, if I had a burner account, I would be going. Now, here's the thing. What? I would not have a job at Fox Sports Radio oh, if no. they uncovered that it was my burner now, account. What would the name? I would probably be unemployable if I was able to say what I really wanted to say at times on my burner account. What would, and what, people figured what would your it out. burner account name be? Do you have one? Oh, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. What do you think it would be? The like, Loch Ness Monster. The Loch Ness <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I'm just guessing that's the direction I would go in. Yeah, like, and I, I, there's a lot you, know. you can do with that as well, too. Uh, yeah, there, 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 there is that. Uh, I just think the, the <laughs> cannons Rashad, maybe I don't know. You know, use my middle name, cannons, cannons Rashad. Rashad. Yeah, you know, I don't know. MC Hammers. Uh, there you go. You know there is mean? that. Uh, you know, <laughs> Johnny Depp. Hammers L.A., you know, L.A. Hammers. You know, I don't know. You know, I don't know. There's <laughs> a lot there. I don't know what I'd go with, but yeah, it, it would be something pretty interesting. It is you know? uh, It is pretty phenomenal uh, just to see him. And then, and then the guy comes back and says, this is Eric's older brother. Yeah, sure it is. By the way, do we even know if Eric Lewis has an older brother? Come on, dude. <laughs> or maybe he just he gave him his password and said, hey, say you're me. 
And then, uh, and then, you know, that way you can cover my tracks here. But of course, you know, people have taken uh, a look into this and have now said, well, this is means that, uh, you know, Eric Lewis should be questioned because he was the official. You remember when Pat Beverly took the camera away and showed the official, the replay of a missed call he made yes. on the court, Eric Lewis yeah. was that official. And so there's some people who think, well, you know, Eric Lewis was, you know, he he was one of the guys that was against the Lakers because he missed that call. And, uh, you know, he supports the Celtics. But they failed to also point out the fact that Eric Lewis was one of the officials working the bubble when the Lakers won that championship in the finals against the Heat. So they kind of miss, you know, some of the details there. But I'm with you, man. You weasels ruined it for everybody on Twitter. We could have really gotten the truth about the NBA, and now it's gone. It's like when his truth. It's like when Jack Ruby got shot. Once Jack Ruby got shot, uh, or once he died, it was like everything was gone. You know, Lee Harvey Oswald went down. Then once Jack Ruby died, uh, then everything else was gone. Now we were never going to find out the truth about JFK. It's a shame, man. They ruined it bastards well, there you go i mean you went down a different direction now in my opinion but <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> i'm just saying that until you get to the bottom of conspiracies you got to go uh to, you know to certain people involved uh, at the bottom of it and then you find out all the stuff that was happening on the top and that's what we could have gotten from eric lewis but unfortunately a bunch of rats and weasels ruined it for everybody be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. 
have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. LeBar Arrington, we've been talking about what was going to happen with DeAndre Hopkins and the Arizona Cardinals and whether or not yeah. uh, they were going to get a deal done and get a trade done. It was like the worst kept secret in the world. Well, they went ahead and just released him. They got a deal him. done. Yeah, they did. Yeah, was, they got a deal. Yeah, they just went ahead and released him. Uh, they couldn't find trade partners. There was some language in the contract that I think uh, some people weren't really interested in trying to take in all that extra cap. And uh, so the Cardinals are going to have to wear it. Uh, they take a dead cap. Hit. I think 22? it's like, yeah, 22 million, something like that. And so they just move on from DeAndre Hopkins. And one of the stories that's out there is Kyle Odegaard, who uh, covered the Arizona Cardinals for a while, is reporting that DeAndre Hopkins upset some of the Cardinals organization by sitting out the final two games of last season, even though he was healthy. It may have been a sticky situation if he remained with the team until the trade deadline. So there was uh, that sort of an issue that had popped up. Uh, he was pulled from the game uh, before that late in the game was not happy about it uh, the Cardinals said he had some sort of a knee issue or a knee flared up uh, for those two games that he missed uh, but nonetheless uh, the situation in Arizona it, look it's one of the most under the radar disaster franchises in sports like just all the stuff that's gone on, the Kyler Murray, the owner, uh, you know, the the lawsuit against uh, Michael Bidwell and the organization, and they come out and they, you know, accuse the guy who made the accusation of domestic abuse and alcoholism and all the other things that come along with it. You know, them, you know, having to swap draft picks because they were tampering with their new head coach during Super Bowl week. Like it, it, it's a mess in Arizona, and I just wonder. What's the plan? Like, is Kyler Murray the long-term fit? Because if this team's picking them, no, he's not. You know, he's not. No chance, it, unless he can somehow play himself in position to be re reevaluated and reassessed, where the organization feels as though they can build this franchise around him. I think it's a. I think it's kind of a lock that. This team is preparing themselves to try to get a run at Caleb Williams or the the other kid out of North Carolina and Drake May. Drake May. Yeah. I think I, Listen, I don't think a team is able to tank by saying to the coach, "Tank this season." Because you're going to be able to see it. As I mentioned, you're going to be able to see it when you don't play certain players. But golly, if you getting rid of them players <laughs> and they not on the team to begin with, 
and your team is it was already projected to win what was it like three or four games four or half, something like and, that four and a half is their win total yeah that that you got to believe they are putting themselves in position to make a run at Caleb Williams yeah like that's that to me I think is is very clear and if that is playing out that way uh Kyler Murray is a goner in in Arizona and and maybe I mean what is le- what's next for Kyler Murray um, because now you're going to look at at the fact that he was put in a of in in some some cases um, he was put in a favorable position to be able to have a successful NFL career as a starting franchise quarterback was awarded a franchise quarterback's uh, contract and didn't live up to you know, whatever standards that were connected to being that guy. So you would have to wonder what's next for him if if this is indeed that year, that judgment year for him and it doesn't work out. But as far as for Arizona, I, I would assume that they're going to take the lumps and bumps of the media, of the fan base, and not have a good year to see if they can start to rebuild their their team with a franchise-caliber kid, a, a once-in-a-generation kid uh, out of the draft this year at the quarterback position. Yeah, I just look at it and I go, he's not for long, Kyler Murray. I, I, don't, I don't see how it makes sense. Now, if, if they looked at it as, well, look, if we end up with the number one pick and we know that teams are going to be desperate to try and land Caleb Williams, uh, then you know we could bring back a, a, a big haul of draft picks. But you still you, – you, the, the problem with Kyler Murray is that you, you don't really have a full season to see what he does when he doesn't have a coach that was brought in to design an offense around him because his coach is gone and Kyler Murray's injured. So we, we don't know when he's going to be ready to go or when he's going to be ready to play this season. It's going to be several weeks at least. And then at that point, if, if you're so far back, I, I, I just I look at him and I go, I don't know that it makes sense like, why would you not want to just restart the franchise or start over with a quarterback, reset the clock on a rookie deal, as opposed to stay committed to a guy you gave a long-term contract to who's had all sorts of baggage along the way, teammates who have had issues with him, his study habits, all the other things that came along with it. If you've got an opportunity to really restart the franchise and you can move on and you can do it with a Caleb Williams or a Drake May, to me, that makes the most sense here. So when I saw the DeAndre Hopkins news, and although we expected it, I just took a step back and said, oh, so Kyle Murray's next like it just feels like it's only a matter of time before they make the decision absolutely absolutely now listen I wouldn't base that so much off of off of DeAndre Hopkins but they do need weapons it's not like they don't need him (laughs) right it's not like you sending him away because you have a wealth of talent at at that position so but at the same time if you're feeling if if you're feeling that you need to get rid of a player of of DeAndre Hopkins caliber, um, even if you don't feel he's still a number one receiver, if you're feeling the need to get rid of him, chances are one, you just you know, like you said, you don't feel like he fits the culture of the team. 
and his talent isn't good enough to supersede that, like a guy like T.O., you're going to keep him for as long as you can and then get rid of him if you felt like you just couldn't couldn't handle how big his personality was. But, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I don't think that that is a clear indicator. Them getting rid of DeAndre Hopkins is a clear indicator that they're not in on Kyler Murray. I still think Kyler Murray has the opportunity to try to solidify his position on that team. But I will say, this is the season for him to have to do and 100%. And there's no ties to him because everybody that was there when they brought him in is gone. So like Steve Keim is gone. Yep. Uh, Cliff's gone. Like there's no, like they don't really have ties to him other than the contract, which could get in the way of what their plans are. But yeah, I would agree with you. I, I, I think whatever playing time he gives you this year is to try and showcase whether or not he's going to be the guy long term. And if he sputters or if it doesn't go well, I think they're going to be sitting in a prime spot to try and land Caleb Williams or Drake May. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray. Depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week... While we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. 
We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of us. We're figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it it would have been been juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. There is this uh, f- fun little topic which uh, popped oh, up, Labar, in the NFL. Oh. So, for the most part, everything I've heard is that players aren't fans of Thursday Night Football. Like, as far as, like, the short week, especially now the conversation has become, well, you can play multiple Thursday night games during the course of a season. We talked about the flexing of Thursday night games and went through and kind of looked at which games possibly would be flexed on Thursday night this upcoming year, which is a fun exercise because we basically just mocked every team that was going to get flexed and told uh, their fan base how boring their team was. So that was fun to do on the air when it happened. But... On their latest podcast, the New Heights Show, which is featuring the Kelsey brothers, Jason and Travis, they talked about Thursday night football, and they had a perspective. I haven't heard a lot of players, if any, have, and I don't know if these guys are just busting balls, if they really feel this way, but I wanted to see how this landed with you, a former NFL player. I'm a huge fan of the Thursday night games. I'm a huge fan of them even later in the season, too. Yeah, I, listen, I am all for games being played on Thursdays because that means we have walkthroughs during the middle of the week and we don't practice. And then we get three days off after the game. And so players, lazy. Well, it's not about laziness. It's about helping my legs recover and getting fresh. But players that are okay. anti-Thursday night games are just looking to make headlines. There's no chance anybody with half a brain cell is against Thursday night games. I heard some quarterbacks say that they don't like them because of the, the game prep and they have to stay up later and they have to work harder mentally. Yeah, but the other team's doing the same thing. But yeah, I get that. I mean, quarterbacks do have to put in more work. And the other reason I'm a fan of the Thursday night games getting flexed is I just like good football being on primetime TV. I don't mm, want to turn my Thursday night me. television on and have to watch <sighs> those are some of those games game. last year were buns. it was bad it was oh, bad man they were, they were I buns. like watching good football and Thursday night is one of the few nights that I get to watch football and just enjoy it as a fan let's get some good freaking matchups it is Jason and Travis Kelsey uh, they're on the New Heights podcast talking about Thursday night football so I've not heard a lot of players uh, echo those sentiments when it comes to playing on a short week I mean if I were to put how I would feel about Thursday night football, it would probably the only thing that I would have left, or I mean, I would have added to what what Kel said was, it's it's the only game outside of Monday night football. Historically, Thursday night you're the only game, you're prime time. So if you go out and you ball on Thursday night, like, you know, if you were a really good ball player, they did like pregame features on you too. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that was a great opportunity for you to build your build your reputation and build um your your notoriety. Go out and have a big Thursday night game and everybody's watching. You know, so 
you know, I don't know that that's what it is now. You know what I mean? Like, we, we talked about the ratings and what they look like being on Amazon Prime this past season and this, that, and the other. And some of those games were duds. He, everything they said, there were no lies. In my opinion, there were no lies told in that in that back and forth. Like, I love the Kelsey brothers fan. I don't know them. I've never met them. But just from afar, I love the way they interact with one another. I would want my son to, to be that with one another, communicate with one another that will their their sensibility. So uh, there's for me and and as as Travis stated, I mean, and we've heard Q say it too, I believe. I don't want to speak for Q while he's not here, but I mean, I know he says how guys complained about Thursday night games or whatever because of the amount of the time, the quick turnaround of the game. But man, I'm. Man, I'm with Jason on the, on this. Um, a short week, oh, a walkthrough, a walkthrough on 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 like pretty much a light practice on Tuesday, which Tuesday generally was your day off when I was playing. So you come back, you come back on Monday, you install the game plan, you have a practice on Tuesday. Um, which is like kind of your hardest practice, but you can't go that hard because it's still, you know, fresh off of the last game. And then Wednesday you got to walk through and then you play the game. You play the game and then you're off Friday. They'll give you off depending on how well you do and what, what takes place. You have off Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And, and and sometimes, depending on what point in the season it is, they'll give you Monday off, too. They'll just tell you during the course of that time, maybe on, on a, a fri- like Friday you come in for treatment and maybe watch the, the film of the game. You do game review. And then, and then Saturday and Sunday, you're off. They give you victory Monday. Either you have victory Monday or you come in and you do your game plan install on Monday. And then Tuesday you would have off. And then Wednesday you come back and you start practicing. That's your hard practice is Wednesday. Thursday is kind of a hard practice early on in the season. I mean, which I don't even know that they have hard practices um, anymore in the league. But that was generally kind of the schedule. And then you get back on on schedule for it. But it's almost like a mini bye week. So if you get more than one if you get more than one Thursday game for the guys who embrace wanting to play on Thursday, you're looking at it like I not only get a one bye, but I get a mini bye week when I get a Thursday night game. Like that's how I looked at it. And I got an opportunity to play on on primetime television. Now, it does feel like that majority of players or maybe this is just the vocal uh contingent like Larry Merchant just then, bro. Who I did. Yeah. Did you know <laughs> that you were doing damage to the body or were you <laughs> figuring it out as the fight went on? <laughs> um, but it, it does feel like the vocal contingent of players have always said, we don't like short weeks. 
it's you know we're all about player safety but they're running us back out there it's not good for our body bodies it's not good but you're saying what the kelsey brothers have pointed out that there's more players who feel that way than maybe are are being talked about or being heard from that, that they look at it and go man sweet give us a thursday uh, the practice week is easier it's a mini buy and then we have the possibility of running three four consecutive days off after the game is over so that's so like that feels like there's also that side of the argument, which I don't think a lot of people hear from. We are just we've always been told just the general public that, no, man, this is not good for us. They don't like Thursday games. And furthermore, we definitely don't like Thursday games potentially happening multiple times in a season and being flexed out a month in advance. Like mm. that's that's what it feels like. But you're saying that, no, there are a lot of players who feel the way the Kelsey's do. And so when yeah. they point them out and say, these guys are just looking to make headlines, they're okay with Thursday night football. I, I think that kind of changes the argument because majority of people would say, if you pulled anybody listening to this show right now and said, hey, do you think it's more likely a player in the NFL would say, I like Thursday games or I don't like Thursday games? I think majority of them would say, oh, yeah, they don't like Thursday games because of what it does to the body. But the argument, the flip side to that, I the counter know. argument is interesting because I don't think anybody's spoken about it the way they did or the way that you just did and the benefits of Thursday night football. Yeah. I, I, you know, I can't speak for everyone. So, I, and I'm not going, going to try. I just, you know, for me, I enjoyed Thursday night games, any game that was a primetime game. I wanted it, Jonas. I wanted Thursday night. I wanted, I wanted Monday night. I wanted Sunday night. You know, I wanted the primetime slot. I wanted to play in primetime. That's what I wanted. So if that meant a short week, bump it. Let's, let's, let's run it. Let's run it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm ready to run it. Like, let's go. Because I felt like if I had the opportunity, we're coming into the game. I remember a Thursday night game. We were playing the Ravens. And they did this. They did this whole like thing on on Ravens and stuff like that. And it was a feature on me and Ray Lewis coming into the game. Let's run it. Like I'm gonna show the world I'm better than Ray Lewis. Like people can say what they want and going into the game, think what you think, say what you want to say. I don't care. Let's run it. I want to show the world that I was the best linebacker on the field that night. Like, I'm going to be the best linebacker, and the whole world is going to see it. I don't care who we're playing. I'm going to find something. If we're playing a team, you know, we could have been playing. Uh, we played, uh, We played. like I told you before, we played the Colts on, on Thursday night, and they had Edger and James and Peyton Manning on that team. Let's run it. I'm going to thump the hell out of Edger and James, and I'm going to thump the hell out of Peyton Manning, and everybody's going to see it. Let's run it. I'm ready to run it. And we did. And we did. And that was like, to me, that was how I looked at it. Now, that's just me, though. I don't know how everybody else looked at it, but that was how I felt about it. By the way, I'm looking at your splits, your – the day's uh, game day splits here, courtesy of Pro Football Reference. Hmm. LeVar Arrington on Thursdays. A one-on-one record as a team, but again, you know, that's not your fault. Uh, you've got uh, nine total tackles, one tackle for loss, and a pass deflection. But on Monday night, three and five record as a team. Again, that's not your fault. Hmm. You had a safety. Hmm. You had five sacks. Hmm. 
40 tackles, hmm. a QB hit, two pla- hmm. two pass deflections. So it hmm. feels like Monday night you got after it a little bit. Like you were active, especially getting I after mean, the quarterback. I, hey, look, I don't even remember my stat lines. I just know I was out that bad boy hunting. Like I was telling, I was telling Two Ten and uh, and Takio on their their podcast. Shouts out to them and, and uh, what up, Takio? Um, yeah, the Behind the Mask Pod has uh, B- BTM. Um, what up, BTM? You know how you you know how Floyd Mayweather says you don't play boxing. Oh, you you listen. Some dudes playing football weren't playing. Like I wasn't playing when I was out there. I was hunting. Like that's what I was doing. I was out there to hunt down, stalk, and destroy whatever it was that my mission was and my prey was on the other side of that ball. Done. Like I'm ready. That's what it's going to be. So some people play football. I wasn't playing football. I was out there trying to eat in the Serengeti, <laughs> eat or be eaten, and I wasn't trying to get ate up. So I was out there taking down lions. I was taking down elephants, giraffes, <laughs> you name it. I don't care how big it was. The game was game. I'm coming for it. Well, hey, listen, three Pro Bowls, and apparently Thursday night football not a problem for one LeVar Arrington and the Kelsey mm. brothers. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at first first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see... See what music does to people. 
it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.